Tuesday. It is the 6th of March. This is Back from the Brink, and I am Todd Brinker. Aaron will be joining us momentarily. We appreciate your listening. Hey, uh, today I'm coming to you with a little bit different setup. I'm using my studio mic instead of my USB mic, which is kind of uh, something I had wanted to do and, and had kind of messed with, but I had, had it all plugged into my... Um, I had moved things around on my mixer so that I couldn't use it that way, and so it's taken me a while to put it back. Um, so I'm playing around with it again. So if things sound a little wonky today or uh, I seem a little little distant or detached or uh, uh, the sound quality isn't what you think, uh, sorry. <laughs> I'll definitely be uh, checking after the show to make sure that um, I got it right. But uh, so far, so good. I used it for the radio show today and it all was working. So we're playing with stuff. Um, got a question for you. Nope, couldn't hear it. All right, so no question. Uh, here's Aaron, and uh, then we'll do our, our trivia question response. Hello, Aaron. Hello, hello. Aha, did you think of the three movies that won 11 Oscars? There's three of them that have done it. It's been done three times, and that's the most Oscars won by a movie. Nobody's gone to 12, but three movies have gone to 11. 11, 11. Because you know, 10 wasn't good enough. We turned it up to 11. We had our amps custom made. Are you still there? Hello? She said hello and then she's gone. Oh, no. Maybe she'll call back or she'll plug in or she'll hook up or whatever the issue may be. Hope all is well. Hope all is well in Aaron land. Before we went to the break, we were talking about... Um, uh, folk remedies from around the world, and we uh, in in Portugal they use garlic for warts and corns and calluses because the allicin in the garlic uh, apparently uh, gives some antibiotic protection and helps uh, uh, soften that stuff up and clean it out. In vinegar they use or in vinegar in France they use vinegar. In vinegar they use France to aid digestion. Yippers, um, and. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, maybe Aaron will call back in a minute. Anyway, um, they, uh, in, in research, they've said it actually does happen. It actually helps keep down blood sugar and, and slows digestion if you have some vinegar before a meal or with a meal. Um, they do recommend that you don't have it strong. Here's Aaron again. Let's try this again. All right, let's try this again. Let's try it again. Is that better? Yeah, now I can hear you. It's like I heard you great, awesome. and then all right. just went dead. Just went dead. So I was hoping all was well in Aaron land. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was. Just the internet, internet-notting. Yes, as it is wont to do. So, all right, um, the trivia question. I heard you start with that. Yeah, so I was going to say, have you given any thought to the three films tied for the most Oscars at 11 each? Okay, They so turned it up to 11. One of the... I think one of them's got to be Citizen Kane. No. Um, and then maybe um, Avatar. No. Oh, 
my gosh. I um, know. I don't, I don't know. Then I'm at a loss. I, I don't know. T- two of them, I think you'll go like, oh, okay. But one of them's like, oh, I didn't think about that. That's that's old. <laughs> Titanic. Okay. Titanic. I, well, I was I got the other James Cameron movie that was really right. huge. Yeah, Titanic. Boy, that guy makes big blockbuster movies, doesn't he? You want a guy who's talking yeah, about really like, does. you know, when they when people producers put money into a movie, you want somebody who's going to make return on your your investment. And Cameron spends a uh, a ton of money, but uh, boy, his movies come back big. Um, and then Lord of the Reti- uh, Rings, Return of the King. Oh yeah, duh. Yeah, so okay, those two are the yeah. two that you kind of like. Go, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I just didn't think of those. The other one that a lot of people don't think about was the first one to do it, and that is Ben Hur. Oh, huge, huge right. blockbuster movie, uh, and it was done in the sixties. You so. know, I've never seen it. Oh, it's it's a good watch. It's a good watch. It's famously, Charlton Heston, right? Yeah, and famously, there's a. Uh, there's a chariot race scene, uh, which is not historically accurate. They've been panned for that now over the years. But famously, uh, a stuntman died during the filming of that. And the, the theory oh was my God. That, that, that he was actually, you know, you see the death in the movie. Um, the producers and directors say, no, no, no way. But, but uh, you know, that, that, that doesn't hurt to have a good controversy and, and some gore that people can tune in on, right? Um, <laughs> we are a bloodthirsty you know. race, aren't we? Uh, Human aren't we? humanity, human race. Yeah. Oh, we are. Yes, we are. You know, you know, we look at our look at the uh, uh, the gladiators, you know, fighting to the death in Rome and doing, you know, the, and we, oh, we would never do that. We do it all the time. Ours just happens to be fake. Right. But we still watch people die all the time. Oh, well, and when it's not fake, people sit and watch that, that George Floyd video. You uh, had posted that article about a uh, a teacher who decided to show the, the film to a class of 14- and 15-year-olds and didn't bother to ask the yeah. parents, and the parents were outraged, saying, you told, just showed my children a man being... And told the parents, yes, and they told the, their kids not to tell their parents that they had seen it. Yeah. So she told her yeah. students not to tell their yeah. parents. It's like, it's like th- oh my goodness, what is wrong with you? Yeah, that, that's a clear indication. You knew you were doing something wrong, and and then you did something stupid to try to cover it up, which is usually the you know where you get in troubles when you do the stupid thing to cover it up. You know, if you realized it was wrong, you should have then immediately sent letters to parents and talked to your principal and said, "Hey, I just created a storm and I didn't mean to. Sorry, I screwed up." You know. Or if you meant to do it, yeah. then own it and and you know and take take the beating you're going to get. <laughs> you know, well, and I and I don't thing. mean literal beating; I mean seniors, figuratively. Well, I know yeah. what you mean. If the kids are because fourteen, fifteen year olds, those are freshmen, and a freshman is a very different person than a senior. Right. And so, if it had been shown to a senior, it wouldn't. I mean, like, okay, fine, but shown to yeah. freshmen without any prep or context or anything. Um, and support for the parents, that's just a bad idea. Yeah. Well, I, I used to teach a class on uh, film editing, on, on video editing. And I uh, we would watch movies to see how they're cut together and stuff. And I was talking about slapstick comedy. And so I showed some clips from the movie Airplane. And 
I just yeah. randomly kind of bounced around the movie, and I happened to catch the one scene where they're hitting turbulence, uh, and the and the camera pans yeah. across a, a naked woman's breasts bouncing around, in, you know, during turbulence, and and I had a classroom, but my classroom was all juniors and seniors. There were there was uh, like eight eight or nine boys and one girl, and I reached to 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 change it, you know, to jump forward in the in the video. But I mean, it was literally on screen for less than a second, and I was appalled because I was teaching at a you know a church school, Christian church school, right. and uh, and went, uh oh, this could be trouble. Um, and uh, so as soon as that during the break during the passing period, I locked my classroom and went up to the principal's office and said, um, just in case you hear something, <laughs> here's what happened in class. And and it was funny because we had a female principal at the time, and she looked at me and went, eh. You know, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, you know, because I, 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 I didn't know what the reaction was going to be. It was unintentional. Um, I did, after that, though, write up a a, uh, a release saying that, you know, that they would occasionally see some adult material as we're seeing films because, you know, we also were going to see parts of The Godfather and other, you know, um, his, movies of historical value. Um, and, uh, and, and I had each of the kids take it home and have their parents sign it and them sign it so that they knew it was there. Oh, that uh, was and, smart. Yeah. That and going forward. Yeah. And then going forward. And when I taught the class again, I always made sure that I signed that or I had that signed that way. Um, and we had another guy who did a similar class. It was like, um, uh, history of, of film or something like that. And, and he actually ended up using my form as well because it was like, Oh yeah, we probably should at least inform people. So if somebody gets upset, it's not like it's out of the blue. And this is, you know, they were classes that weren't required classes, so it was it was an elective. So if they didn't want to do that, they didn't have to. So we just told them up front. Um, but yeah, that first time it happened, it was like, oh gosh, that's not what I you know, intended to show you. <laughs> and I have to think that you know, the, even the, the situation with the George Floyd video. Um, if the teacher had no- notified the parents, there probably were a lot of parents that would have said, okay, my kid can watch that, but we're going to talk right. about it before, and we're going to talk right. about it after. Exactly. So it's that there's no surprises. Sighted. Yes. No, you know, and, parent, and you a... know, the, so the child isn't traumatized. Right. Yeah. You know, you're watching a person die. Right. Well, and you want to say, you, you know, and it's not like they haven't seen that on TV shows and stuff. It's just this time it's the video of something, a real person. I'm not sure the kids really emotionally have a difference feeling to it, but some might, you know, and, and you know, I mean, difference between yeah. watching that and watching, a, you know, a copy uh, or an episode of Law and Order or something where they've got, you know, somebody gunned down in the street. Um You know, because the video doesn't show like blood splatters or anything. It shows, you know three cops laying on top of a guy for eight minutes and 46 seconds, you know, or kneeling on top of a guy, um, you know, and I, I, yeah, I mean, the teacher was, was irresponsible in their, in their procedure, um, you know, and, and I, you know, I'm not sure what the relevance was to the class they were teaching, you know, if they're teaching, a you know, a, a social studies class or, or a history class that might have some, you know, educational value in that class. You know, if it's an English teacher, it's more of a stretch. If it's a math teacher, it's even more of a stretch. I mean, why are you watching it in that class, you know? Um, so what was the teacher's right. point is also important, you know? Are they tying it into something they're trying to teach or are they uh, just showing it for its purient value, you know? And, 
Well, and, you know, so many, so many teachers have become activists, you know, and I don't want you being an activist with my kid in the classroom. Certainly bring up, bring up topical subjects, talk about what's happening in the news, if you're a history teacher or whatever, but don't be activists and try to brainwash my children. That's, that's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're, I'll, I'll teach them all. You know, they're, the, the thing is, is that schools, you know, go under the assumption that they have to teach the children everything. And sadly enough, there are a lot of parents who abdicate and, and just let the schools teach them everything. But there are a lot of parents who actually are parenting. And they're like, no, there are certain things I'm going to teach my kid. And there are certain things you're going to teach your kid. And there are certain things that I don't want you teaching them because I disagree with your particular perspectives, you know. Um, and I, and I, yes. and I don't mean, you know, how to teach math, you know, I'm talking about, you know, life, certain life skills and things to do with, with human relationships and things like that, that there are parents who would rather handle that themselves. Um, you know, and so, um, you know, I know there's, there's battles going back and forth. Most schools I think have things set up where if you, um, you know, if they're teaching, uh, some of that stuff, they let parents know it's going to happen on these days and you can have your child not participate on those days if you want they'll they'll have them you know go somewhere else and then you can then have the conversations with them on your own um and that's the way the schools get around that um which is probably a decent compromise i guess um although it does then you know set aside kids right because you know they're all going to talk about it regardless of what, what you know who's there yeah. who's not so yeah. hey i was well, i was turn still- it into the forbidden fruit Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, you were sent out of the classroom when we talked about this. And so, you know, at lunchtime, what'd you talk about? Why mom and dad said that's not true you know, or whatever. Um, uh, we were talking about the folk remedies and we only got a couple of them in. So I thought it'd be fun to go on and talk about some more of them. Germany uses sure. marigolds for inflammation. Yeah. Oh. It's a... A topical treatment for insect bites, acne, dry skin, but they also have their own recipes for balms that they make with it. Uh, and they mix the flowers with, uh, you know, like animal fat, pork fat, petroleum jelly, beeswax, or olive oil. And then they let it steep, and then they rub that on as an ointment uh, uh, to help things heal up faster. It has some apparently anti-inflammatory and antimicrobial components in marigolds. Now, this Do marigolds about, grow here? Um, you know, I don't. I think so. I mean, I, I, they're not a real popular flower these days. When I was younger, marigolds were everywhere. Um, a lot of people planted marigolds. But, you know, these days they, they tend to do other things. So um, uh, Netherlands uses licorice for sore throat. And this one I knew about. Licorice has long been used as a... Um, uh, uh, a throat lozenge type of thing. Uh, yes. And, you can get lic- and we're not talking about a... red vines. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're talking about black licorice, the actual made from licorice root and, uh, and anise seeds. And it's very often, you know, you make a, a tea steeped with that and then drink the tea. And it's usually, um, you know, shades of brown or black. And they make sometimes a salty version of it. Apparently in the Netherlands, they have something called uh, dropjes or dropjes. Uh, which uh, are a type of candy, but they um, are uh, uh, kind of a winter delight, and they help with um, uh, throats, sore throats, and so they're very, very common. Oh. <laughs> They've given up wooden shoes, but man, they keep their licorice candies. Um, well, that's all of Scandinavia. Overdo, 
all yeah, of Scandinavia uses. They like that, including Iceland. They like their right. they like their salty licorice. Yeah. Now, if it's an, if you have a natural licorice made with actual licorice root, you can't overdo it and become ill because you've had so much. Because it does have it's you know it, it is a, an active ingredient ingredient. It's not just a flavoring. Uh, you know, if you get artificially flavored, it's not doing you any good. But actual licorice made from licorice root can uh, can be overdone too. So you got to watch it. Uh, it has Finland, such a strong flavor. I can't does. imagine anybody overdoing it. Well, I apparently it and happens, I like you know? black licorice. I like yeah, licorice. Yeah, I do too. I do it, too. Yeah. But it has but a very, right. very strong flavor. Yeah, generally it's self-limiting. But if there's something that can be overdone, people there will be somebody out there who overdoes it. You know, <laughs> the world's Indeed. a big place, and there's lots of stupid people. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, there's there's always both ends of the bell curve, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know. Precisely. So, uh, so, yeah, you know, for every guy you go, man, that guy's a genius. There's also that, huh, how does that guy manage to get out of bed every morning without injuring himself? Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's true. Yeah, yeah. In Finland, saunas are a way of life. Uh, there's estimated 3.2 million saunas in a country of 5.5 million people. And uh, it's one of their heritage markers. Um uh, they create a room that's 150 degrees Fahrenheit or higher sometimes, and they're just basically designed to make you sweat. And apparently, um, studies have shown that uh, um, it lowers your risk of dying from any cause by 24%. Another study shows that 15 minutes a day in a sauna five days a week may help even ease mild depression. They suggest that if you're a newbie, start with five or 10 minutes with no more than 20 minutes. And if you have heart disease or higher low blood pressure, talk to your doctor before you do that. But, but sitting in a sauna is a big deal. In fact, apparently a lot of people who are Finnish, if they, um, if they travel or if they, um, you know, uh, immigrate to some other place, very often if they they don't have a built-in sauna, they buy these. Um, uh, basically, it's like a little tent with a hole in the top. So you sit inside of it with your head sticking out on a on a chair. And it's it's a portable sauna, so that they can do their their saunas because they're into saunas. So I was reading oh. a book that recommended well, I, sitting in a sauna a couple times a week, and so I was actually looking at one of those portable saunas. They're only about one hundred and fifty bucks. So an interesting idea. Um, and, and a lot of them will take a cold dip afterwards. Yeah, now that's the part that I go like. Boo. I've heard that, you know, if you want to simulate that, you know, turn, get, take a shower as hot as you can and then uh, and, and stay in the hot shower for about three or four minutes as hot as you can stand it and then flip it over to cold and stay in that for 60 seconds. And I tried that the other day just for fun. Oh, my gosh. You know, as you crank the yeah. heat up, your, your body sort of acclimates. You're like, oh, this is great. And your muscles get loose and you feel really good when you flip it over to the cold. It's like sticking your finger in a light socket. It is so incredibly, <laughs> I mean, it wakes you up. If you thought you were feeling a little down and, and you want to wake yourself up, you know, get your body nice and warm and then and then douse it in cold water. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah those people who do those saunas sounds... and then jump into like the ocean are crazy. Yes. Yes. But it's, it's, it's common. In Scandinavia, know. they do that. That's, yeah, that's that's they they think it's therapeutic, and perhaps it is. Yeah. But oh my god, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if somebody told me it was therapeutic to stick a, a, a stick in my eye, you know, I wouldn't do that either. Holy moly. <laughs> no, I said I wouldn't do that either. I did it. I tried it. It's not something I'm going to repeat often, you know. I'll do the heat up part, but the sudden dousing into freezingness, not at all. And it, obviously it's not freezing, but it's, oh, wow. Yeah. What it might drift. as well be. It sure feels that way. It sure does. It's the contrast, right? It's the sudden go from, from you know, whatever temperature, hot water heater will crank out hot water to, to you know, totally unheated cold water coming through the pipes. Woo. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Slovenia uses St. John's wort to soothe the skin. Now, I've heard of people taking St. John's wort as a uh, supplement for, like, um, depression. It's supposed to yes. be something that helps with, with depression. But I've never heard of it on the skin. But apparently they mix it with olive oil and create an ointment. And they use it for sunburns, insect bites, and bruises. Oh, well, uh, we have aloe vera for that. Right. Yeah, but uh, they use it three times a day for 16 days, and it improves healing with less pain and scarring than those in a placebo group. So they've done studies, and it does seem to have some effect. You know, it's funny. Some of these what things country is that? like, I had a bruise, and, and I put this on it, and three days later, the bruise was gone. And quite frankly, in my entire life, I don't know that if I, you know, I've had a bruise that three days later, the bruise didn't look a heck of a lot better. You know, so it's like, okay, yeah, yes. it helped. Sure, wink, wink. Um, but no, this is study. The study was the study was done in uh, in uh, the Journal of Alternative and Complementary Medicine, and it was an Iranian randomized double-blind clinical trial of 144 women in 2010. The country that does it, it uses the St. John's Wort is uh, as a skin ointment is Slovenia. Ah, that's now why the Slovenians? <laughs> I don't know why the Iranians are testing Slovenian. Um, uh, home remedies but more power to them and it's interesting well, i love that this article studied abroad in slovenia yeah there you go i love that the that this article does you know after saying what they do gives you some evidence some studies that have been done to test whether or not this actually works and they they do it uh in spain they use olive oil for pretty much everything because they have lots of it um but apparently they use it to soften earwax soften soften earwax oh so, I don't know. My earwax is okay. usually kind of oily in the first place, so it doesn't really need softening. But, you know, that's a genetic trait. They actually can trace your DNA, and you will either have dry, crusty um, uh, earwax or, or soft, oily earwax. And and there's a DNA marker for that. Oh. Yeah. That's, interesting. I didn't, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And people of Japanese ancestry almost always have dry, crusty uh earwax whereas uh people of european descent almost always have oily but not always there are you know strains that float around dna variations marcella for cough i didn't even know what marcella is I, you know i thought that was just the name of of a hispanic person or a portuguese person but uh, uh apparently they steep it to it's a plant in the daisy family and they steep it to make a bitter tea and there have been studies that show that uh, it has an antispasmodic uh, properties that helps relieve coughs. So, cool. Oh. Uh, that's that's very interesting. In, in Mexico, and they I'm got sure aloe vera has got to be on that list. Well, yeah, Mexico, they use 
Arnica for bruising and aloe vera for burns. So they got nine and ten, number nine and number ten. And, um, you know, here in the Southland, we use a lot of people have aloe vera plants somewhere in their yard. And they just go, you know, yeah, snap I do. off a piece and rub it on a burn. You know, and you get it fresh off the plant. That's a very common. Every now and then our, our some some of our the aloe vera leaves will disappear, like, say, leaves, fronds, whatever they are. They will disappear. Mm-hmm. And it's like, OK, well, the neighbor must have burned himself. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, that's I think it's so, just so it's it's, uh, yeah, super common. And the aloe vera plant is actually pretty hardy. It grows just about anywhere. So um, papaya for digestive health. I've actually heard this before. In fact, there are um, people buy like uh, freeze dried papaya in capsules as a supplement to uh, for stomach woes. Um, um, apparently, it also uh, the that there's a uh, something in it that has an antimicrobial activity. And helps with parasitic infections. So I guess Montezuma's revenge, you know. Um, but uh, the oh, Journal well, of good. Neuroendocrinology uh, in 2013 showed that volunteers with digestive complaints such as bloating and constipation had significant improvements after ingesting a papaya pulp supplement. So uh, plus the fruit's also high in vitamin C and uh, water and fiber, which helps regulate bowel activity. So. You know, instead of just a supplement, eat a papaya. Yeah, we had talked about the Manuka honey in New Zealand, and uh, I caution people again, just when you're buying it, you know, try to make sure that it's from a uh, uh, somewhat reasonable source. Um, when I bought the jar that I have, which wasn't a $300 jar, um, what I did is I bought it on Amazon, but I went to the company's website to see, you know, a little bit. And, of course, they, I guess you could fake a website, but just see if they seemed legitimate, where they were actually set up, you know, who were these honey makers, um, where was this farm that raised these bees in uh, in New Zealand, and, and if it was, you know, seemed legit. And uh, that helped at least a little bit ease my mind. Plus, um, New Zealand actually does have a certification process. So if it's a certified New Zealand honey, then you should be able to be a little bit safer or feel safer. So, um, and then we talked about eucalyptus oil clearing your sinuses. Australians use that. And it's like, well, yeah, we could use that. Here well, we phone. use it too. We do. You know, I don't know if you've ever, mm-hmm. and, and maybe it's, I remember doing, having this as a kid. We dropped some uh, eucalyptus oil into a humidifier when we had, because I had croup mm-hmm. a couple of times as a kid. Um, yeah. And I remember, my, I remember the smell of eucalyptus filling a room. Right. As a kid, I don't think my parents did that. They were from Kansas. So they had, you know, strange German uh, home remedies, uh, you know, eat some sauerkraut and you'll be fine. Um, no, we didn't have sauerkraut growing up. It wasn't a thing in my house, but, uh, but anyway, uh, they apparently both German and South Korean studies have found that, um, that the, uh, active oil, the, in the eucalyptus oil, uh, alleviated symptoms of respiratory diseases and inflammation and, uh, uh, inhaling the oils daily uh, also helps better sleep than those who inhale the placebo. So um, they do say, though, uh, don't ingest eucalyptus oil directly and avoid applying it directly on your skin because if it's undiluted, it's strong enough that it could cause irritation. Um, so you have to be aware with some of these things that they, they do have fairly active ingredients. You know, even the um, the garlic can irritate your skin, so they tell you don't um, uh, don't spread it around on your skin. If you're using it to, you know, get rid of a mole or something, put it on the mole, but don't smear it around too much because it can cause sensitive skin to get inflamed. So, 
Yes. And needless to say, neither of us are doctors. We do not recommend the use of any of these things without consulting your doctor or trusting yourself. But don't trust us. Read for yourself and make a decision. We're just sharing this wonderful information. that that people who live, we have a tendency to think that because our our medicine is modern, that we um that that we know everything is in our modern mm-hmm. age. And people who lived before us weren't stupid, and they mm-hmm. they healed themselves the best they could and found ways that that um that to take care of things like infections mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And um you know I I I, I wouldn't poo poo it either. It's interesting you talked about and you you grew up with a uh, family of german stock and um you know that they that they didn't they didn't use eucalyptus in in germany modern germany um naturopathic remedies are are found in the same pharmacies as as western right. medicine yeah and um and so it's, it's very common for them to you uh to go to naturopathic uh sources for healing and then if those don't mm-hmm. work then you then you go to the the stronger pharmaceuticals yeah yeah, and that's, you know, it's like if you've got a natural way to do it, sometimes that's the better way to do it. Like you said, it's less invasive on the body, and your body handles natural remedies sometimes better than than uh, massive amounts of, of uh, uh, chemicals that have been prepared to do it. And it's ironic that a lot of times those chemicals are are just distillations of, of natural remedies in the first place. You know, there are, are a lot of different yes. medications that are— you know, we found the 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 uh, you know like uh, in garlic, allicin is the active ingredient. Well, then they'll take that and and form a chemical version of allicin, um, you know, to be an antibiotic or anti-inflammatory or something. Uh, and that's an example. I'm not, you know I'm not saying that's one the one they do, but you know, so sometimes the 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 store bought cream or salve or or pill is just a a variation of you know, the natural version. I know that like, um, uh, with, um, trying to lower your cholesterol, there is a, a, uh, um, one of the things in, in addition to the statins that you can use, the statin drugs is a drug that is basically niacin, vitamin B, uh, niacin, uh, and they've basically just, you know, condensed it into the active ingredients and you can take that, as opposed to just taking, you know, a vitamin C pill uh, or a vitamin B, rather, a niacin pill um, separately. And so it's a prescription drug, but it's based on niacin. So, yep, my brother um, takes niacin, um, mm-hmm. uh, but they, they caution that, that you need to tell your doctor if you're doing if you're doing right. that, because if you're taking a statin and niacin, you can cause problems. So, right. Um, yeah, because it's pretty active and they able to help you. <laughs> yeah. 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 And niacin also has an issue where it gives you what they call the niacin flush. So when you take it, you get your your face and hands turn red, and you get very hot and overheated for a few minutes, and then it goes away. Um, and there's uh, some varieties of niacin out there called like slow niacin that's very des- that is designed to be um, digested slowly over a period of time, so that you don't get that big boom of all of it coming at you once. Um, things to be aware of when you're supplementing, I would say yes, talk in conjunction with your doctor. Um, because some of these natural remedies have quite active um, uh, activity or quite quite um, strong activity in the body, and so they can affect any of the medications that you're taking. So always be wise when you when you experiment or do something. Let your doctor be in on the conversation. 
so Inc. Magazine has a has a great article that I think that really would resonate with you or will resonate with you, Todd. With just seven words, Tim Cook perfectly explained the battle between Apple and Facebook. And, um, and we've talked about this battle. And this is his quote. All we want to do is supply a tool so that the person that should make the decision can make it. And, of yeah, course, the decision is whether or not... <laughs> What was that? That's a lot. That's a lot more than seven words. Okay, whatever. Really, <laughs> I just that's that what was... you got from that? Well, you know, it's funny because I'm reading through the article trying to figure out where the seven words are, and I did the same thing. They actually bury it down below the next paragraph. They actually say the seven words, which is sort of just a um, uh, the person the... who should make the decision. Yeah, right. yeah. It boils down to the person who should make the decision. But that's what but, you're going to yeah. pick at me about. I'm not picking at you. Don't take it personal. I'm picking at the person who wrote this article. Okay. I think they did this in a very weird way. Um, yeah, know, okay. And why did they okay. specifically say seven words and then not really identify the seven words until halfway through the article? And they're kind of. But that said, around, you know, totally around back to the focus here. Yeah, I mean that's where at, where he's trying to position Apple, and he said it's it's not a um, uh, uh, a way that you know or it's not that we want to be uh this isn't a a um a marketing thing for us this is some a, a core belief that, that we believe that you know that you should be in charge of what happens to your personal information and if you want to give it to facebook then absolutely do so but at least you should have the right to say yes or no and facebook then will either say yes you can use our services anyway or no you can't but that's facebook's choice and your choice, not not uh, solely Facebook's choice, right? They can react to your right. choice, but but you should have that choice. And and I applaud Apple. In fact, I'm I'm in fact was a little irritated that it's taken this long for somebody at the operating system level to say, "Hey, you decide what you want to give to each of the different apps that you've loaded onto your system, and what they can and cannot do." Um, uh, I think it's just it's great, and I'm I'm looking forward to the next release of the uh, uh, operating system so that we can do that. Now it's going to be a little annoying at first because every time you launch an app, it's going to come up and say this app wants to do this, this, and this, and you then have to tell it, you know, this app is allowed to have this information, but not that information, or however you want to, you know, however granularly you want to be able to do it, or actually more accurately, however granularly they want to to break it out. They can say either you give us everything we want or or you don't run the app. And other apps are going to say, well, you can give us this or if you want you can just give us this or you can give us that. Um but it's up to them to decide how they want to structure it, but either way, you're the one who gets to decide what you give them and I love that. Absolutely. Love I do too. Mhm. Yeah. I I do too. I do too. Yeah, I love this. So, there's a um, there's a paragraph uh, further down that's a the whole thing is a quote from Tim Cook, and I'd like to read it. It says, "It's not about being a brand attribute. To be frank, for us, privacy is a basic human right. It's a right that other rights are built off of, and it's kind of core. It's bedrock. The individual should own their data, and they should own the ability to say who gets it, and what their uh, and what of their data they get, and what they use it for." And frankly, that's not the situ situation today, and I'm appalled by it. And yes. so, you know, Apple's doing what they can to put the control back in the hands of the individual. And I think that's 
that literally is almost core to you know the United States is that we you know we we believe in rugged individualism that individuals get to decide it's not done by society it's not done by a corporation you get to decide and that's i, I you know I, you can't frame it any more clearly than that you know and mark zuckerberg is you know spitting in the wind right now about this and has been trying to you know, do what politicians do and basically make up lies saying that this is going to destroy the Internet as we know it. And and, uh, uh, and it's not really going to change anything for most people because most people are probably going to go, yeah, fine, whatever. Um, but there are some who are going to say, no, it's my choice and I don't want to give that stuff to Facebook. I certainly won't. Um, you know, and I'm not, it's not just Facebook, obviously. It's everybody. But they're the number one, uh, I think, user and misuser of data did you just re did you read recently that like another 500,000 um, uh, Facebook users had their data stolen off of Facebook in, in the last no. week yeah 500,000 I think 500 million I'm sorry 500 million yeah oh Jiminy yeah thank you Facebook so and Facebook's uh, users are declining. So quarter over quarter, their their uh, Facebook usage has declined. Um, and there's all these articles about why that's happening. Um, but I think it's a lot of things, not the least of which is that people are nasty to each other on Facebook. And, and for mental health reasons, a lot of people are saying, forget it, I don't need this crap, and they're leaving. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, they've lost a lot of the... Um, the uh, They've lost a lot of the younger demographic. Yeah, here's the story on CNN. Uh, <clears throat> half billion Facebook users' information has been posted on a hacking website, cyber experts say. <sighs> half billion. Whew. Well, at least it wasn't very many people. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, apparently this is older data that was reported as stolen back in 2019, um, Facebook has said. Now, I don't know that I trust Facebook because I don't trust Facebook. So they say it's older data. I'm not sure I believe that just because they're going to say whatever they can to downplay this. But maybe. Either way, it's now publicly available to anybody who wants to go copy it off this website. So as an advertiser on Facebook, I've, we've been advertising our programs um, uh, in the community on Facebook for years. And our responses from Facebook have declined dramatically. So mm -hmm. we used to, um, it used to be that, uh, that most of the people who found out about our classes were finding out on Facebook. And um, that's no longer the case. And so I think that certainly the people who are under 40 um, are, mm -hmm. are, have left for other greener pastures. Maybe they're all on Pinterest. Maybe they're all on, you know, something else. Yeah. A lot of Pinterest, a lot of, uh, Instagram, which is Facebook owned, but the data management and tracking there is a little different. So. Yes. I don't know yeah. if you could hear that yowling. I heard my something. cat wanting out. That was Pharaoh. Big, Big kitty out. says, let me out. Exactly. <laughs> How are the baby kitties doing? They are so day, cute. On day, what, day three of baby kittiness? Yes. In your home? So, so 
in my home. Yes, they're so cute, and we're crating them at night, which right. um, you generally don't do with cats, but they're so small that they could get themselves stuck behind the fridge or something like that, and I just right. would rather not I'd rather not, that not happen while I'm asleep. And so yeah. we crate them together, and there's food and water in there. And so yeah. far, they're, they're okay with it. They're not yowling or anything. Yeah. Well, like we were so, saying uh, yesterday, they're so tiny that the two of them can lay in there. One of them could run laps while the other one's sleeping, and there's still plenty of room. I mean, it's, they're tiny. Yes. And it's not that big of a crate. They're just not that. They're, they're tiny. As they get older and bigger, they'll probably want out. But you know what? If you get them used yes. to that, that's, what, that's where they're going to feel safe and comfortable. And it does, <clears throat> just like dogs, it feels sort of like a den for them to kind of curl up and feel safe in this little enclosed yes. space. Yes. Um, you know, when they so, go to sleep. So. You know, you know once they're not they're not so small that they could get stuff behind the fridge or so, or you know something dangerous like that then I uh, mm -hmm. then then maybe we'll leave the door open to the crate but just let them continue to sleep in it you know yeah right now yeah. they're playing with each other and it's super 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 cute yeah <laughs> yeah little kittens are wonderful things although little kittens have wonderfully sharp teeth and and claws it's like it's like playing with fuzzy toothpicks. Uh, it's seriously it really is some, sometimes you get the fuzzy sometimes you get the toothpick <laughs> <laughs> and they're not always sure which one you're getting or how it's going to play out because they're kittens they got kitten brain <laughs> so, but there are loads of fun so why don't we call it a morning and we will come back again tomorrow um I have a question for you real quickly at the end of the show, um, and I hope everybody's hearing good sound quality. Have Is the sound quality been okay today? Yeah, sounds great. Okay. I am going through my... Are you doing my, something different? Well, I'm going through my studio mic and my mixer, and traditionally I have just used a USB mic for our broadcasting. Um, and it's a good USB mic, a couple hundred dollar USB mic. Um, but uh, I just... I, I had. For another reason, I had, had rewired my mixing board a while ago and couldn't do that. And so yesterday, I put it all back the way I originally wanted. But um, I've got, you know, 15 different wires coming in and out of this thing. And so, um, you know, getting it wired back up sometimes can be a, a several-hour affair to get it hooked up the way you want and working the way you want. And yesterday, I kid you not, I spent an hour trying to figure out why my i had to turn the gain way up on my mic and and all i and it sounded like i was talking th with my head in a cardboard box and i could not figure out what the heck was going on why am i not getting why does all the sound so bad why i can't what the heck and i've got an inline amplifier i put that in there to amplify it to get the sound up and it was horribly distorted i couldn't figure out what it was and then i realized that i had my mic switch on and so i had it i had it basically shut down so <laughs> I, I was amplifying what little bit of sound was leaking through the the uh, the mute switch, the cough switch that I've got here. I was like, "Oh, dummy!" <laughs> Spent an hour. <laughs> Spent an hour figuring that out. It was like, "Oh, hit the button. There you go. Works fine. Perfect. Great. Ding dong." Um, but I found I did find it. You know, but you know, it's not like you sit and rewire your things often. It's like you know, how often do you unplug all of your your TV and and sound system equipment or that kind of thing? You know, and rewire it all. It's not often. And so I kind of had to think through it, and I just just forgot that I had this, uh, you know, a Rolls mic switch here to when I need to clear my throat. Anyhow, I just wanted to make sure sound quality was still good. It seems like it is on my end, but you never know what's coming out the other end unless somebody says, "Yep, sounds good to me." So I appreciate that. Thank you. And well, uh, on that, you're very welcome. So let's have a wonderful day, everybody, and we will see you back tomorrow on Wednesday. It'll be Hump Day. 
I'm Todd Brinker. I'm Aaron Brinker. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you.